0: Welcome to the IBCD Care and Discipleship Podcast. I'm Craig Marshall, and before we start today's episode, I want to remind you that we're only one month away from the Summer Institute this June in San Diego. In addition to some great speakers, it's a chance to meet and interact with the IBCD family and others who are interested in one another care. The pre-conference features Chris Moles on his book, The Heart of Domestic Abuse, and the topic of the main conference is addiction. We're going to be exploring both the physical and spiritual components of addiction and how we can navigate those things carefully as Christians. Our keynote speakers are Mark Shaw, Ed Welch, Charles Hodges, Jim Newheiser, and we also have a great lineup of over 20 workshops. To learn more, go to ibcd.org events, and all the information about registration is there today we're going to be discussing a listener question with Jim Newheiser. He's the director of the Christian Counseling Program at RTS Charlotte, and he also serves as IBCD's executive director. So Jim, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to talk through some questions with us. My privilege. One of the questions that we encounter in counseling, and then it comes up as we're interacting with listeners and, and other pastors dealing with situations is how to deal with the issue of, of demons and demonic deliverance. And one of the questions that came in uh, that I thought would be interesting to discuss is about a lady who's trying to help a friend. And in the past, this friend's had some neurological issues and she's had seizures. And then in this past year, she's been having strange voices come out of her mouth and saying some horrific things. And then she's also been harming herself, but then she snaps out of it. And when she snaps out of it, she doesn't remember a thing about what was taking place. And so this counselor was saying, how should I approach this situation? And some of the people have been pointing her towards lots of things dealing with demon oppression, and um, she's wondering what the best approach would be. How do you think we should start processing a situation of that sort?
1: The first verse that came into my mind is Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So as we believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, the Bible is sufficient to equip us to do the work to which God has called us, sufficient to help people with their spiritual problems. And yet you will face situations where you're not completely certain what the problem is. It's not due to a, a lack of our knowledge of Scripture, but there are things that are hidden from us circumstantially, Another aspect would be we're only responsible to help people spiritually in the ways the Bible explicitly teaches us to help people. So you think of this lady and there's a strong possibility that something is wrong with her. You've already mentioned there's a history of seizures, there are neurological problems which we've not had elaborated for us, which could be in many different directions. And so there's a strong possibility that there is a physical malfunction going on in her brain. It's a common experience of some who have brain deterioration, brain disorders, brain damage, damage from disease, damage from drugs, the symptoms that are being described of hearing voices. I think one of the travesties of some calling themselves Christians in previous ages was every time someone had experiences like this, it was immediately attributed to being demonic. The Bible does not say that is demonic. There are demonic behaviors in the Bible that may in some ways resemble that, but the Bible says this is demonic. There are other times people may have seizures or hear voices and there's a medical cause. It's not a demonic cause. And so we have to be exceedingly cautious. And you know, there, there's a, a horrible history sometimes of people being treated as if in the midst of their suffering, and I think it would be awful if your brain is malfunctioning and you're hearing voices, that would be a lot of suffering. But then to add to that suffering, somebody's saying, and it's because you've let demons into your life, into your soul, that you're doing all the suffering. And now we're going to try to get rid of the demons. And if you don't cooperate, it's your fault. Uh, it's multiplying the suffering unnecessarily
0: and unbiblically so humility in the fact of there's a lot that we don't know and then also just sticking with what we do know and and seeking to approach it cautiously that way out of concern for the other person not trying to just blame them in it one of the things about this situation too is it's um voices coming out of her mouth too it sounds like um you know these these different voices than her own are are happening during this experience too right so
1: Starting point for me would be this person needs a very thorough medical workup. They probably need a psychiatrist to gain as much data as they possibly can about what might be wrong with this person physically, brain wise, that could be a factor in this person's struggle. Ideally, you would have someone with a biblical worldview that recognizes that we are not merely bodies, but there is a soul that is immaterial, and that makes choices, and that there are things that can happen, I believe, that our souls do, that can also have horrible effects. And then you bring in a third factor. The Bible does teach there is a spiritual world out there. And so, in some sense, can that be having some effect? You're, you're recognizing all of these factors. But as you said earlier, there's a matter of of humility by the way, humility in all three spheres, okay? Doctors don't know everything. And there are so many things going on with people, especially in the area of brain, brain chemistry, brain function, brain damage, that they can see symptoms, but they cannot figure out chemically what's going on. The the level of complexity is incredible. And you look back just a couple hundred years and they thought everything wrong with us physically was due to balances of different stuff in us and fluids, and you got to get them in balance and all that's totally discredited, someday people may look upon a lot of what we now look on as neuroscience, psychology, psychiatry, as being that far backward compared to what may someday be understood if the Lord tarries centuries from now in terms of understanding brain function. So there's a limit. They have to be humble and say, we may not be able to figure out why this person is this way. Sometimes you can say, oh yeah, this part of the brain is shrinking up, shriveling up, damaged, they've fried it with drugs or whatever. Often they're not going to know. In the realm of the, the spiritual, I think we can do great damage, ongoing damage to ourselves spiritually. And you can see some of this examples in the Psalms and, and even as the body and the soul are interrelated and, you know, David's body was wasting away in Psalm 32 after sin. I've seen cases, I think, where somebody uh, who was worried in a sinful way, and then they're not sleeping, and then that affects their brain physically, which leads to voices. And, And so there could be spiritual issues going on. We're really good at exploring those things in terms of, is there something the Bible calls sin going on? But we cannot know with certainty to the degree that is contributing we all have sin going on you know contributing to these physical expressions and then the third area of humility would be is there something demonic is there something supernatural that this person is experiencing uh the bible does not give me explicit instructions how to tell the difference between a schizophrenic whose brain isn't working and they're hearing voices or even saying things that are uncharacteristic with strange voices or other which can be physically caused, as opposed to someone who may have some demonic influence contributing to that. And so I would approach
0: drawing a conclusion with extreme caution. It seems like in these situations, sometimes the tendency is to see the abnormality of it and that puts us quickly into the realm of the demonic, which is a, it's a realm that Scripture doesn't give us a lot of insight into how to even deal with prescriptively. So it's just interesting we go there so quickly, and yet it's something that we know so little about how we would even deal with it and what we know.
1: And part of our belief in the sufficiency of Scripture is that the Lord has revealed everything we need to know about this in the Bible. And what do you have? Well, you have descriptions, mostly in the Gospels, some in Acts, and here and there in the Old Testament, of demonic activity. But most of it is when Jesus or the apostles sent by Jesus deal with it in a certain way. But I'm not Jesus. I'm not an apostle. And it seems like there's a great heightening of that activity in the time of our Lord on the earth. He clearly knew what it was, and he had that in a revelatory sense. As apparently did the apostles. But then you read the rest of the New Testament, there aren't instructions about here's how to cast out a demon, or here's how to recognize whether it's a a demon or some other problem. And what concerns me is you have, I'm sure, well-meaning Christians who have gone beyond the Bible, and they've come up with manuals of here's how to deal with demons, that the Bible doesn't reveal what's in their methodology. And so I would rather stick with the methodology the Bible does reveal, which does address the problem, even if it's not as specific as some of these people want, but the Bible doesn't teach that level
0: of specificity. And so what does it teach us that we can go to?
1: Well, the classic text in the New Testament on spiritual warfare is in Ephesians 6. And as we're told that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, cosmic forces, present darkness, all of that. But how are we to take up? This battle. When he describes the armor of God, and that is what enables us to stand firm against these, the evil schemes of the devil. Now, as he describes that generally, you say, well, he's reminding us the whole world is a spiritual battle place in the sense that First John 5 says, the whole world lies under control of the evil one. Ephesians 2 says, we were all in his realm before. Colossians 1 says, we've been delivered out of his realm. So, In one sense, the activity of the devil and and the demonic is not just limited to some person screaming in a strange voice, but uh, as evil prevails on earth to the extent it does, that is his activity. And we are to engage in fighting against that with the weapons God has given us, which is not naming demons and all the medieval enchantments that people have made up and now you have modern versions of similar activity but you have this spiritual warfare being taken up with really gospel truth that you 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 have the shield of faith and the belt of truth and the gospel of peace and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and so you're you're conducting this spiritual battle with the truth of the word of god which is centered in the gospel of Christ at the end of the list it talks about praying and so you bring Gospel truth to bear upon the life of this person. Uh, Something I've done before, and I've had situations where somebody may think it's demonic, the person or some friend, and I can't pray, Lord, take the demon away, because I'm not sure if it's a demon or not. I'm not sure if this is just this own this person has gotten themselves so wrapped up in their own soul that they're engaged in bizarre behavior, or they've they've hurt themselves physically with drugs or lack of sleep, and they're irrational or you know if there's something going on with the brain but i can pray to the god who does know and say lord you know what the problem is here and if it is some you know force that we don't comprehend you're mighty and you can deal with that and but help us to know what to do help this person to look to the truth of your word to the grace that's in christ to put hope in the gospel uh bring relief if it's something physical and sometimes there are physical remedies. There are sometimes medications people can take that make certain voices go away. Uh, And so we're we're crying out to God to bring help through the means
0: that he has ordained. So it it sounds like a much more holistic approach to it, uh, uh, an approach of saying it could be a variety of factors and we're going to proceed with the things that we know and continue to investigate uh, the things that we don't know.
1: And we want to be cautious about stating with certainty that which we can't state certainly from the Bible, which you said earlier, it's humility. I have never been in a situation where I was certain there was something explicitly demonic. I've a couple times been in my life where I thought it might be. I'm not sure. But that doesn't stop me from reading the scriptures, admonishing the person from the scriptures, praying, calling upon God to help me and this other person in their ignorance. And my conscience is clear that there wasn't some big thing in the Bible I was missing that I should have recognized it. Uh, And so, on all realms, I think, I've been surprised to see how much I think the agonies of the soul can affect the body, which lead to bizarre behavior. Or a person I counseled when they fried their brain with meth and they're hearing voices. Well, in one sense, meth is demonic. But in another sense, I don't think this guy's problem is demons. I think he's damaged his brain with the meth. And I think there would be some strong medical evidence. In that realm, now is it possible there's some demonic there? I don't know, but I'm not going to claim I know something. At least I hope I won't claim something that I know when I don't know. There has to be a humility about our knowledge, but a complete confidence in God's
0: perfect knowledge and God's help as we seek him. I think that fear that maybe there's there's some technique or something in scripture we just don't know about and or we're not comfortable with I think can can really throw people in counseling especially when you see something that that seems very strange.
1: Right. And the problem that to which you alluded is that there are people who write books and even have counseling ministries that have taken examples in the bible where jesus or the apostles did something and they've made that into a methodology that the bible never explicitly tells us to follow and jesus and the apostles had knowledge and power in those situations that we do not possess and and so i think going after this extra biblical methodology which does not really have the authority of the explicit teaching of scripture is distracting those who need help from the answers the bible actually
0: gives in ephesians 6 and in other places David Pollison wrote a book called Power Encounters, which unfortunately I think is no longer in print. But one of the great things is we have a two-part summary, audio summary of that on our website, and we have outlines. And he does just a masterful job walking through all the passages in Scripture dealing with this. One of the things I, I love about what he shows is in Acts 8, where you have Simon, who had a background in witchcraft. The way that the apostles deal with him is calling him to repentance, not casting out some demon or some past remnant of the occult. Um, And so we see even some narrative examples of what our approach would be that way as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's very exciting. We have those audios, and I think it would be a much more extended answer to the question that was raised, and I appreciate how David deals so carefully with the text. Everything he does is really
0: helpful it kind of blows my mind it's out of print because it's just one of the most biblical expositions of demonology and spiritual warfare that i
1: Yeah, seen. I laid hands, uh, made my hands on a few copies a few years ago. I actually could probably take my wife out to dinner just by selling one of them unless they put it back into print.
0: Right, right. So I appreciate the the listeners' questions. I know this is something that we deal with and, uh, and comes up, especially as you really seek to help people with what they're struggling with and as they open up and let you into what's going on. And so... So we just want to encourage you with the truths that we've talked about, but then also those two-part audios do walk through this in a much more thorough way and uh, will be helpful. I,
1: I want to also make it clear to our listeners, we take spiritual warfare seriously. We do not deny the reality of a personal devil and demons, but we're thankful that Christ is Lord over all and that he's told us what we need to know in the Bible. And so when we encounter situations, that we may wonder, how is the devil in this? In a sense, he's in all of it. When someone commits suicide, there's a sense in which you say the enemy did this, whether that was a demonic possession or just what he does in the world. But then to get the hope and the answers we need, we need to rely upon the explicit and clear teaching of Scripture, not to do what even goes back to the Middle Ages of making up this extra biblical methodology and approach It will
0: actually pull people away from the answers the Bible offers. And that's what can be so sad to see, is missing out on this wealth of what Scripture does say so clearly and getting hung up on some of the things that are the secret things that probably belong to the Lord. Amen. Thank you for submitting your questions in this area, and we look forward to hearing more comments and interaction just as you think through the things that we've talked about and then listen to those Paulson audios on our website. It's a, a difficult and tricky topic, but there's a lot of encouraging truth there. And we want to continue to encourage you to submit your questions on our podcast page or send us an email at info at ibcd.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll be with you next time.